Welcome to the Daddyhood Rocks podcast with John Wolford and Brandon Miller. We are here to encourage you, empower you, and strengthen you so you can engage, level up, and have fun being a dad. We are going to have guests, deep conversations, hilarious stories, and insights that will give you the strength you need so you can be the dad you gotta be. And now, here are your hosts, John Wolford and Brandon Miller. Welcome to another episode of the Daddyhood Rocks podcast. We are so very excited to be here. Uh, we are here to help you guys, uh, to inspire you, to motivate you. We love doing this podcast, John. I mean, I'm, I'm speaking for you. I assume you're happy doing this podcast, right? I mean, I'm still here, so I, I guess you could call it happy. Yeah, I I love this podcast to death. I love what we're doing here. I love that we're able to inspire and um, encourage other dads. Um, new dads, young dads, even older dads, uh, man, I just love being here, being able to um, throw kind of, I, I guess you, you called it earlier, we're kind of the, uh, we're, we're, we're not bringing the knowledge, we're just kind of gifting it to you yes. <laughs> on, on a silver platter that we've created. So um, oh, yeah. I, I just love this so much. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's therapy for us. It's comic relief. For us since we're fifth graders and yet i think this there's a niche here uh it, for for dads i mean we love Absolutely. it that moms have a lot of support because being a mom i think is a hard hard job just a guess just a hunch uh, and we're so thankful that you all moms that you have a lot of resources a lot of things that are at your disposal to give you the boost you need. And you all do a much better job than us usually as far as forming those connections with each other that are life-giving and, and, and supportive. We as dads tend to be lone rangers and we, we tend to go at it alone and we tend to go at it blindly. Uh, and, and sometimes we're, we're not as open to help and we're not as open to connecting. So with that said, we feel like there's a, a dire need for episode, for not, not just episodes, but podcasts like this thing, uh, you know, our, our tagline, you know, it, we don't want to make it uh, become so familiar that we forget the meaning behind it, but we're here to encourage dads everywhere to engage, to level up and have fun being dads. And it's just, it's so important that we, we stay true to that. And man, I am so excited about this week's guest. Uh, who, who has, who uh, has a, such a, a unique perspective about, kids especially teenagers than a high school teacher and uh, our our friend uh and and former colleague of mine a colleague of my wife's mark sakura a high school history teacher uh he's he's gonna step up to the plate and he's gonna hit a home run uh what a great interview with him and uh yeah before we uh pass things off to to mark what what are your thoughts on that john i mean i say this a lot we have a lot of guests that are fountains of knowledge, but he really is a fountain of knowledge. It's um, yes, he is a high school history teacher, but he is so much dad within that. Yes. And he does such a beautiful job being dad. And so, yes, I say, oh, oh, they're full of knowledge, but he really is full of knowledge. So I promise when I say that, I mean it. Um, and, and it's just something you're not going to want to miss. Yeah, without a doubt. You know what, since we are the, instigators and the initiators the uh we we like to kind of get the the plates spinning on the sticks on the stage let's hand things off to the guy who who has that knowledge and wisdom and humility without any further ado here is mark sakura Mark, would you please introduce us to your family and uh, let our Daddy Hood Rocks listeners know who you are and who, who your family is? Sure. Uh, so Mark Sikora, um, I live in Urbana. I don't know if I should say that, but that works. Uh, I, yeah, I uh, have a wife, Nicole. Um, we've been married for uh, going into our 19th season. And, uh, and then I have two daughters, uh, Isabel, who is... Uh, 17 and Chloe who just turned 13 mm. and we have three cats there you go that's that's our that's our little place here do the cats have names they do unfortunately um <laughs> we, 
Yes. Uh, punk number one. No, that's it. It's Wendy, Soka, and Murphy. And unfortunately for me, I'm allergic to cats. But if anything, to give you a clue about my existence, I'm outvoted pretty much at every turn. So we have three cats. (laughs) So you're really good at saying yes, dear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very accommodating. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, so, Mark, thank you for being a part of our show. So as far as your daughters go, so you have you've gone from and So there are all kinds of different seasons of, of daddyhood. So you have, you know. When you're a brand new dad, you don't know what you're doing. Then you have toddlers and then, you know, elementary school years. Now, so you have, you just finished the tween years. So you have a 13 year old and a 17 year old. So as far as this season that you're in now, as far as uh, your, your two daughters are concerned, uh, what would you say uh, your biggest joy so far has been in, in parenting your two girls other than the cats? Yeah, I wouldn't put the cats in that category for sure. Um, You know, you're right as when your kid now who's my oldest is is graduating in high school and it's one of those milestone moments where you start to you start to run the clock backwards and like you know and and, you know cue the cue the music and like oh where did this time you know we were just bringing you home and and now you're going to be leaving um you know so it's allowed me to really focus on on those things with her because yeah, I mean it's cliche that like it, it goes super fast and it and it has, um, you know for for my oldest one, it, it's really this I think joy that I have and pride in her about being as independent way more than I would have ever you know considered, mm-hmm. and I don't know where that really comes from. It just it just started to happen. So you know with the oldest one, you're very worried and you're always watching every single movement and what is she saying and what does she mean and who she hanging out with and you know um and so every time i was just thinking about this earlier like every time she transitions either from grade school to middle school or middle school to high school um she's not she's never really been like this super outgoing kid and so there's this worry about her quietness like is she really going to do well is she going to fit in and then actually you know she turn comes home like second day of school and is like uh, i think i'm going to join this and i have a meeting for this thing next week and, you know and then you know she's joined the band she joined you know chorus she started she tried out and got into like the shows in sixth grade um and then when she you know and it's like next thing you know it's like i'm gonna be in student council now i'm in the gay straight alliance club and now you know it goes to high school and now i'm on the flag team and it was one of those like she would come home with a piece of paper and say, Hey, I need you to sign this. Like, well, what am I signing now? And it's like, well, I, you know, I just decided to do these things. So all that worry that, that I had and that we had about, well, is she going to fit in? It's like, she just found her way. That's awesome. Um, and so there were sometimes I'm like, well, do you really need me to do anything else? It's like, no, I'm fine. It's all right. It's cool. And so, you know, she's, this is coming up her last high school show. You know, mm. she's been in every one in high school. She was in every one in grade school. And, and um, you know, I think when we're sitting in the audience and, you know, if we can, obviously with COVID and or just watching, it's like it's such amazement that she's been able to, to kind of do this and find her own way. Um, you know, her, her, her younger sister, completely different uh, as a kind of a character, as kind of happens between siblings, you know. Um, and for her, I just watch, she's big in sports and, um, you know, and she's a good friend. I watch with her friend group and peer group and how nice she is and how she tries to make sure everybody can be a part of the group, um, and really try to be the, the negotiator, but you know, the Mm -hmm. go between, and, and she really takes it hard when, you know, someone's being left out and, um, you know, so it's been, that's been good for, for me to see her be that kind of person. Um, and it, and it, you know, and it's beyond really the sports stuff. It's just being a, a good human being. Yeah. Um, you know, if that's, you know, knock on wood that lasts, but if it doesn't, I'm happy with <laughs> so far how it's gotten to age 13. Man, that's fantastic. And it's just neat when you can, when your kids in a positive way can surprise you. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. So now, uh, concerning, you know, with all these, you know, school activities that, uh, that your daughters are a part of. On the flip side of that, here you are daily involved in school activities, namely work. So as a yeah. teacher, 
how has your your career as a teacher impacted how you parent? Um, it, I guess it starts really even before they were born. I was thinking about this too, that one of the most difficult decisions you ever make is a name. Ooh. Right, what are we going to name this thing? Right? <laughs> um, we, we, we decided that we weren't going to find out the gender if we, if we could, could help it. Right. And I know people are like, that's crazy. You know, how are you going to prepare X, Y, and Z? Are you going to have, this is obviously well before those weird oh. gender reveal party. Right. I don't understand any of that. Right. <laughs> so we, we made a deal that, that said, if it's a boy, I would name him. And if it was a girl, my wife would name him though. Both of us would have a chance to, to offer up some, you know, top five or whatever. But as a teacher, and I think, let's see, I was, I was maybe in my fourth or fifth year teaching when my oldest was born and how hard is it to find a name that's not attached to some kid that oh. drives you freaking crazy, right? Oh, right? Cause you're like, well, what about this? Nope. I had one of those. They're awful. Uh, no, no way. You know? So that was my first kind of connection to it, but you know, and, and it wasn't really until my kids are older that, I was running into kind of what my teaching experience was about. I've been teaching high school, you know, almost pretty much my whole career. So the grade school stuff, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know any of that stuff. Right? I, I'm not a professional in that area, but I also get a sense when I talk to parents, um, which I do a lot and, and just understand that this kid in this moment, is not necessarily just only about the kid in this particular moment. It's, it's everything, right? It's the environment in which they're growing up. It's the right. fact that they're an older sister or they're a younger brother. Um, their, their family's going through, you know, a divorce. It's, um, and it's not always about this particular thing. So, you know, parent teacher conferences are just as for me, uh, an educational experience because you know, I, I'm just collecting as much as I can from these other parents right. and, and not, not saying that, you know, obviously they have all the right equations, but I, you know, there's things I'm like, Nope, I'm not going to do that. Yes. I'm definitely going to try this approach. Um, and so I get a chance to do that, you know, a couple times a year and just remind myself that, you know, th there's a lot of things going on in kids' lives. And so yeah. when it comes to my own kids, you know, <laughs> it, I, to be fair, and this will probably come up later, you know, I don't, I'm not with them as much as um, I think I would like to be at times. So I just want to make sure that I, I kind of know what else is going on in their lives because, you know, yeah, it might be a science uh, grade right here, but it's really more than that. It's really more right. about, you, you know, how are you dealing with your friends, how are you dealing with other parts of school? And, um, you know, so I don't, I tend not to get too crazy about one particular moment. Uh, because you know the old cliche, it's a village, right? It's Absolutely. it's everything that's going into these kids, um, and it's a lot of stress. And and obviously with social media as it is, it's even it's crazier, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm I'm just trying to keep an eye and an ear out for just trying to gather as much information I can before I feel like I think I know what's going on. Huge. That's a really um, unique, we, we'll talk about it later, but part of our motto is engaging. And that's a really unique way to be able to engage your kids. And I like that you don't shy away from that. So, so props to you on that. Uh, <laughs> on, on not really the flip side of things, but kind of related to um, schooling, your girls are active. You've got one uh, sports fiend, and then you've got uh, extracurricular activities with music and, and show. Um, how have athletics enhanced your life and your family's experience, but as well as the, uh, fine arts? Yeah. Um, it starts young, you know, it was, I think one of the craziest early weird memories I have is they both were in ballet, you know, they did the, the little <laughs> two year, two year old, which is really me out there holding their hand and stuff like that. And then both of them were doing like this create, you know, you can do a whole different show on the crazy world of competitive dance. Um, you know, and, and, and fortunately it, that was short lived. Um, you know, and, and so 
right away, at least for my older one, I think I could probably tell that this was going to be maybe her life, what it is now, because she never would shy away and say, no, I'm not doing that, you know? Um, and, and so to be out front, to be on quote unquote on stage in front of strangers and stuff like that, she's, she was never really phased by that. Um, and, and now I can really see that it, it, it has paid such dividends for her and her, her confidence and, you know, to be out on stage five times a week in these shows and do, you know, sing and dance and all this stuff. It's been, it's been really good. And, you know, for her time management, um, you know, she, she burns it on both ends yet. <clears throat> she still has been achieving at a, at a very high level. Um, there are times where I really got to, I think kind of cool her down a little bit. Cause I think she's trying to be too perfect and mm. you know, how am I going to get everything done? And you know, the, the calm person in me is like, just, just relax. Right. But then that, I think that energy that she started with a really young age, like that's really what drives her. So I, I, I don't want to get too far. Like just chill, man. Grades are stupid. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I want her to still keep doing that because that's, I think that's just who she is. But at the same time, you know, I have to really watch closely. Um, for the younger one, um, sports is really, and, and really for both of them, all these all these events aren't really solo things, right? They're with mm. groups of people. And um, I've been really happy with the older one because, she, like, she found her people, and that's always been a that's always a struggle for every kid. And, right? Um, you know, where do I fit? And 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 so that's really helped her go through life. And now my younger one has done the same thing. It just happens to be through through uh, you know soccer. She's found her best friends through through soccer, um, and so so much of her, I think, demeanor and character is is coming out from that the, the teamwork aspect, uh, but also the friendship aspect. And um, you know, I'm glad she made because it it's not it's still my favorite sport, soccer. But I'm glad she's not doing an individual sport. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like so. I, you wouldn't get this with golf. Um, you wouldn't right. get it necessarily with tennis, um, such a cutthroat business like gymnastics or something like that. You know, yeah, this is a true team sport. And I think it's been, it's been great for her development. Yeah, I love it. And so you have both your daughters super busy with all kinds of wonderful activities that are related to team or school. Now clearing all that away. So at home, as far as, your time with your daughters, your time as a family, what are some of your personal favorite activities that you guys get to do as a family? Um, I, I think like a lot of people, and I've heard on your guys' show as well, that COVID has been a bit of a blessing. Um, for, so I teach. Um, when my oldest was born, I was coaching at Centennial also, two sports. Um, and I was also beginning master's program. And I finished my master's when the youngest one, I think she was maybe one or two years old and still coaching two sports, teaching. And like, I don't even like that, that five, six year span was really a blur to me now. Um, and, and then, you know, I'm still coaching now, um, but at, at the college level and I'm a part owner of a business. And, um, so COVID stopped everything except perhaps the, um, uh, the teaching part, obviously, you know, schools kept going and we just got to transition, but my soccer schedule, everything right. Closed down. Um, unfortunately our business is, you know, took it, it took a hit still is taking a hit. Um, because it's a, it's, it's just a sport business, like an indoor facility. Okay. So, and, and had that not happened, I would have continued to do what I'm always doing. I just think I'm just going to grind and you get so used to your own schedule. And, oh, yeah. um, and then obviously the kids schedule, well, all those things stopped. So what I found, like, <laughs> I'm not a big arts guy, right? Like I could painting, whatever, take it or leave it. I don't really, my oldest one is a great artist. My wife is a good artist. Um, I'm not. Right. And so my wife said, well, we should do these things. We're stuck at home. Let's try. And, and so she's like, we're going to have these craft nights. Like, oh, gee, are you kidding me? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's where Whatever. the guest gear comes in, right? <laughs> happy, happy wife, 
happy life. Um, so it's like, fine. So we were doing these like um, crafts specific for whatever the holiday was, mm. right? So it's Easter egg painting time and it's, uh, it's, you know, Valentine's Day, whatever. So she would say, all right, here's the crafts that we're going to do. Put your own individual, um, you know, pizzazz to it, whatever. And then, you know, we take pictures, she'd put it out on the Facebook and have people guess whose was whose, mm. right? And we, you know, we've probably done 10, I think, um, at different times of the year. And, and it's been great because for the first time in a while, and then continuous after that, the kids and myself put down our phones, mm. right? It, it wasn't as though like we're having these, you know, Brady Bunch conversations or anything like that. It's not, it's not that cheesy, but it was, it was quiet and, but things did come out. And, um, and it was something that, you know, I think they recognize that I'm not a big artist, but yet I still did it. And and then I was kind of getting into it. Um, I wouldn't say my artistic skills got any better, (laughs) but you know, it was a good, you know, shut the world off for two to three hours. And, Mm. um, and now we've got crafts out the yin yang all around the house, (laughs) but, uh, I look at them now because it's been a year, right? It's been, it's been a little bit over a year since we started. And I look at them now and it's a, it's going to remind me all the time that, um, you know, we made the best. And I'm really thankful for my wife to come up with this. And of course, you know, I'm going to throw a fit, but I'll, you know, it, it was the right thing to do. Um, and it, it, it really happened at a good time because my oldest one is leaving for school next year, mm. you know, and my youngest one, you know, she's, she's going to be in eighth grade next year. And, and she's, you know, she's going to be off doing her own thing. And, you know, when I hear people say, God, I can't wait to go back to what we were before COVID. I, I don't agree with that mm. because what I was before COVID, uh, I don't think I, I like, you know, when I step back away right. from it, I'm not necessarily always that happy because um, we just build our lives into such busy uh, existence. So so that's been the great one. And, you know, before that it was trips and stuff like that, but even trips, as you guys know, it, it's like, it's like a NASCAR race, <laughs> right? It's like, go, 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 do we pack? Do we, what do we forget? And, 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 and so even though, yeah, you guys are all together, it is not calming. Right. It is super stressful. Um, and so, you know, I, I, it took me a while to get used to it because I was so used to being too busy. But once I kind of accepted it, it like, this is actually pretty good. I don't know if I want to go back to, you know, obviously the health issues, what they are, but um, it was, I was kind of glad that COVID stopped that and, and forced us to to do these other things. Yeah, absolutely. Now just kind of a, a to, to that point, um, prior to COVID Palooza, uh, really I, I, my threshold as far as, time with our two very active young boys, uh, I could make it through the weekend with keeping most of my sanity, what is there, keeping that intact. But I, if, if we had like a three day weekend, you know, all bets were off, you know, that Monday, you know, I was, you know, pulling my hair out, see what happened. And so, <laughs> so Monday, the three day weekends were, were, I couldn't do it. And so yeah. now this has really expanded my, my horizons and, and built in some, some, you know, daddyhood stamina, as far as being able to hang yeah. in there and, you know, taking care of my own mental health so that I don't blow up or that I don't, you know, fall off the deep end. Yeah. And so it's been really good as far as me uh, being very intentional with how I'm parenting as well. So it, it's made me slow down and to pay attention to what's coming out of my mouth and how it comes out. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah cause you're, cause your roommates are going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> Heck yeah. you know, they're going to be there the next day and it's not like they're going to go somewhere else and forget about what you said or did. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I didn't I didn't shave just so you can then see all the gray hairs that are popping up all over the place <laughs> to that particular point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's... yeah you, you know, it's it's been interesting for us because we're I, I'm in Indiana and COVID doesn't exist in Indiana. If you ask all right. 80 percent of uh, Indiana Hoosiers um, <laughs> and it just, so, it just went around all of it, you guys. It, it did. Yes. Wow. So, you know, it. It, it's one of those things where it hit and my family, I, I said it before, the best thing I ever did with my family was survive a pandemic together. 
And, and I truly mean that. And you, you hit every point that I could possibly make about that. We, we found a way through it and we came out a stronger unit because of that. Um, and now I'm being in Indiana. Um, I'm seeing it start to return back to normal and I'm seeing our schedule start to return back to that hustle and bustle. And I, I'm thinking, man, I miss where we could just sit at home and, and hang out and do our thing and spend time together. So, um, yeah, take, take advantage of, um, having, you know, COVID because obviously we don't. And so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating because you you see this constant disease and death and 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 sickness, but at the same time you're seeing your family grow closer together, and that's just such a beautiful thing that can't be replaced. Yeah. Um, and so, with that said, our tagline um, is uh, helping dads everywhere to engage, level up, and have fun being a dad. Um, before COVID, you can think. Before COVID, you can think. During COVID, um, you can't think post-COVID yet because you're not in Indiana. Uh, but, but uh, you know, what what's the greatest area of growth for you in improving as a dad, um, leveling up? Oh boy, this you know, I, I struggle with this question specifically because I, I never feel like I know what I'm doing, let alone doing anything well. Mm-hmm. You know. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, what's that freaking Buddha knowledge? <laughs> Every dad, go do this because that's the key. And, and I don't, I have no idea. Um, I, I've purposely been trying to work on um, just, just not a rush to judgment, mm. you know, about, about a situation. And, um, I, I, I don't want to sound like, or have people think that, well, he's just aloof to whatever's going on. That's not the case, right? I'm, I'm always trying to game out what's, what the next thing that's going to come out of my mouth and, and also like how it's going to play. Um, if, if, if there's anything I would say, that's where I probably made I hope the biggest improvement in, in my life. Um, I don't know if that, what, what episode you guys did. Somebody was talking about their um, their uh, anger management mm-hmm. levels, you know. And I have them. Right? It's very like growing up. It was it was that it was like angry right. in immediately. And, you know, it was coming through sports and, and everything else. And, and uh, you can't do that as a dad. You know, I think you can. There are some places where you can because the after effects, um, you know, are, aren't as, as heavy. But and, and, and I think going, you know, going back to your original point about teaching, it's the same thing. Like you can destroy a kid. You can destroy um you know, uh, uh, your relationship with that kid, if you fly off the handle without truly thinking about the, the effects. And there's a lot of, and I've had tons of practice, obviously, in the classroom, you know. Um, I've made the mistake early on in my teaching career, student teaching, like taking things personally. Right. Um, and and now it's just going to be this battle between me and, and, and this kid. And at the end of the day, it does nothing but harm. And, you know, there's, this isn't about ego. This isn't about I'm going to be in control and I'm going to dominate the situation and you respect me because I am your dad or because I'm your teacher. This is this has got to be about, all right, I might be angry, which is a natural emotion, but at the same time, you know that you you say the wrong thing. They're watching, whether you acknowledge it or not, and they're, and they're processing you know, all of those things. So I've had to just kind of sit and listen and, and don't rush to judgment and be very, very um, cautious about what I say next and what I do next. I'm not perfect in that by any means. Um, <laughs> I, I, I get frustrated. I, I go, you know, it just happened to me actually the other day when I was, I was coaching a game and 
and, and my kids pointed it out to just real quick. I was very frustrated and I, I kind of kicked over a garbage can. Now, granted, my kids were on the other side of the field, right? But there was a big crash. They knew I even walked by, I acted like it was a wind or something like that. I just needed to get something out. And they, you know, they said something to me. And I'm like, God dang it. They're watching. They're always watching. These kids always watching me. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I don't I don't want to come off to them as this this guy who can't control himself. And um, and I definitely would never want to, you know, target that at my own children. Right. Uh, even though they they do some things that I really want to get mad about, you know. Um, so that's 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 to me a big thing. Um, you know, I got to put I got to put my anger somewhere else. Um, and, you know, and, and, and like anything else, if you sit back and you breathe for 10 seconds, you're like, well, that's really not worth it getting angry about. Um, yeah, it took me a long time as a person to do that. And being a dad is definitely, um, I'm always thinking about those things. Um, absolutely. Yeah, I think anger management uh, from a daddyhood perspective is always a trial by fire. <laughs> Every single time <laughs> you have no option but to just go go for it and do it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, you've always got next time. And that's the beautiful thing about being a dad is your, your kids are still going to love you. Um, and, and you know, the, those apologies, they come and, and it's a, I'll do better next time, but it's always a trial by fire. Oh yeah. And it just makes me think of how much power our words have, you know, for, for healing or for harming, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just, I mean, you're right. Kids are always watching us, whether they're, you know, students or our own children, I mean, they're sponges and they just absorb everything. Uh, you know, even little nuances they don't totally understand, they're still absorbing it. Uh, right. And, and they. Well, especially now, like when we're trying to do, help them with homework, how frustrated I am with seventh grade science. You do not like understand. And, and that's <laughs> like, and that surprised me. It's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a smart guy. I can, you know, I remember, no, I don't remember doing this stuff. A. But then the other one, like my, my high schooler, I really worry that she's going to find out that I'm not as smart as I say I am because like, I'm like, I have no idea the stats class, forget it. I haven't used that part of my brain in 30 years, you know? And so I have to keep reminding myself, like, don't fly off the handle. Don't curse out this teacher of the school about this new math business. Just breathe, try it, you know? And, and cause I gotta, you know, you still have to be rah, rah, right. You still gotta keep building them up. Um, and and even though it's probably a natural thing to say, like, why wow, this is stupid. This isn't how we did math when I was in school and it was fine. And yeah. but but yeah. then what's she gonna learn from that, right? She's either yeah. gonna turn off from what it is now or or hold anger towards towards her school, to her teacher, and, and perhaps a teacher that she really enjoys. And now right. am I pitting her against her teacher, her against you know, her teacher against myself. Uh, but man, there's a couple that's like, all right, I got, I'm just going to walk out just for a minute. I got to catch my breath and then we'll come back and give me another shot at this freaking seventh grade man. science, you know, from, a, from a mental health perspective, I call that a dot B. So a dot in writing is a period you stop. And then B is the first letter of the word breath. You stop yeah. a quick breath and then you carry on. And that's, that's so tough. It, now yeah. a- anger, I think, oh, I wouldn't say universally, but very common amongst so many dads anger is an issue uh, an obstacle overcoming yeah. our our tempers so kind of looking at the more macro look at fatherhood as far as dads go what would you say currently in our society what are some of the biggest obstacles dads are facing in in these days i, I don't think it's like outwardly said but i definitely feel it um that are we expected to do and be all things mm. um, and, and do all things well, you know, and, and maybe that's just something I told myself as I continue just to stack things up in my life um, and, and how much it's, it's, it's so perverse to say, but how many things you do is like a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, there's a competition amongst men out there just in general, but for dads, like, well, of course I 
you know, I have the best lawn. And of course, um, you know, my kids are doing well in school. And of course, they're doing well in sports. And of course, I can hold down three different jobs and still, you know, financially be okay. And of course, I'm saving money for the future and for college. And that's all the things that dads are supposed to do. Like, it's just, it, again, it's, I, I don't know where it's written, but it, it, it feels real. Yeah. And um, I've, I've fallen prey to that. You know, like I've equated accomplishments or what I think are accomplishments of, of holding down multiple jobs at a time as if like there's a there's a competition out there. Right. And and if you, you know, which is so messed up, because anytime you ask a dad or, you know, what do you what do you really want more of? I want more time. Yeah. You know, all of us want more time to do something. Yeah. But uh, then I find like, well, that's weird because we have more time, yet we just fill it with more things. So there's never really going to be enough time. And so is that next fallback position that, well, how many things have you done with your time and how difficult it is to just sit and, and do something as silly as read or, you know, uh, or do nothing. Right. And, and how I've had to battle this. No, no, I'm sorry. Your 10 minutes is up. Get back to work. Um, because you've got now, I was just, I was just mentioning this to my students today. I've, I had in about a three hour span, I had about a hundred emails between different jobs. Like, what, what, what am I doing? You know, and, and somehow slowly, but surely this was something that I just kept doing uh, because I, you know, is that what dads are supposed to do? Um, and it's, it's, it's messed up when, when I say it out loud, but how many of us fall into that and, and how many of us are, you know, even, even if they're not saying it, how many of us feel like other people are looking to us to be that, all those things, you know, um, and, and how the stigma of, you know, if a dad doesn't do, isn't doing something, uh, you know, he's a deadbeat, what's he, you know, get up and do something. Like that, that's gotta be a struggle for, for so many, but I don't know how at times to get off that wheel, you know? Um, and then I think, well, I know when I retire, right, that'll be the time. But then you're like, well, what are you going to do with your retirement? What, wait, I got to do something still. Yeah. Because the expectation is you, there's, you're not, you know, there's no free time, um, you know, and, and, I don't know where that came from. I suppose if I look through the long history of, of, of manhood, of dad, dadhood or whatever, sure. which maybe is another podcast as you guys will do the history of dadhood. Um, you're the history teacher. We'll, we'll yeah. have you on for that one. Yeah, no, I, I, you can, you can see it, right? I, it's, I think in a lot of ways it's ingrained in American society. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I think we're always on the go, go, go. And you don't see that as much in other countries. Um, and you see the relationships in those other countries um, so much stronger because of it and so much more tight knit because of it. Um, flipping gears a little bit. Uh, flipping gears? Is, flipping gears, switching gears. Um, I don't think I've ever flipped a gear. I've been driving for quite a few years now. Um, Switching gears a little bit. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, What has been uh, one of your scariest moments as a dad? Um, It's always been about health. Mm. And it's, it's been different scary moments at depending on the age, right? I remember the, the scariest, one of the early scariest moves I had was, I mean, besides obviously bringing home a baby, like I have no idea what to do with this thing, right? I'm going to break it and all that other yeah. stuff, right? But it was when, you know, back at, at Marketplace Mall, you know, that that play area, oh, yeah. right? That, that very, more than likely had a million different, you know, viruses besides COVID when you let your kids run around on that. Oh, yeah. Well, I lost my oldest one. And, um, so she was probably like, I don't know, two or three or something like that. And it's just like, I notor- I'm notorious for being able to sleep anywhere. Um, oh, no. and so just give me some white noise. And of course in the play area, it's just, that's all it is to me. So I'm just sitting there. It's nice and warm. And I kind of, you know, just real quick. And I thought, oh, it's fine. 
I look, I, I kind of, you know, I don't know. It might've been five seconds. I don't know. And she had walked out and she had like disappeared. Oh my gosh. Oh, Jesus, man. That was, that was, that, that's right up there. Um, now granted, I think there was like an arcade or something back then next to it. So it didn't take me long to find her, but for that, uh, you know, three, four minutes nightmare. Oh um, my goodness. and then there was a time uh, I tell the story not my wife might kill me, but there was a time when, uh, when my oldest was really young and, and she was, she was in the bathtub and she was bleeding and we couldn't figure out where the source of the blood was coming from. But then, you know, it's your first kid, you know, you know, what's going on. And we take her to the hospital and, and she ended up sitting somehow slipping or sitting in the tub on a bat toy that cut her, her, her leg, um, kind of up by like her, her butt cheek or whatever. And so first of all, okay, great. We've got it under control. We're in the hospital. Like that's just, that's just this weird, crazy freak accident. And then I was thinking, uh, are, are they going to like arrest me for like this weird, you know, cut that's on your kid's body? Like what is, you know, am I going to be seen as this, this other thing, you know, this abusive right. father or whatever, <laughs> like all these scenarios were going on through my head. Like the cops are going to be there waiting right. for me to, 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 you know, ask me questions about how this all happened. Um, yeah. And now it's, it's like, it's really more like mental health worries that I have. Um, especially for both of them, like, is my oldest one going to be okay when she goes off to school and seeing the things that like her and her age group of friends have gone through over the last couple of years, some really serious serious things and right. as i said before she's not always that open with with me with with us as as parents so i always wonder is her mental health in a good place um just because the stuff that her and her peer group have to deal with as, as high schoolers um and then for the younger one again it's, i think it's really it's not necessarily about like physical safety although she wants to be a skateboarder, which, yeah, okay. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I come, I come from that days of, well, you'll have to experience falling a few times in order to figure out how to do it right. The same way that I did, but it's really more again about the stressors of, of being, you know, a seventh, eighth grader in this crazy world of, um, of, you know, TikTok and, and, um, social pressure. And, yeah. and I'm sure it's not as, like doomsday scenario, as I think is a lot of parents have in their head about what's going on in, in TikTok or whatever. But, um, you, you know, you hear the stories, you see this stuff and like there's predators out there and all this stuff. So, so it's like, how is she doing with her mental health? Um, and, and for the most part, you know, I'll watch her and, you know, we'll, we'll pay attention and she'll say some things to us that kind of give us an idea. But yeah, it's always been about their health that scares me the most. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I know just super quick, like the first uh, scary moment for us with our oldest, who's eight now, uh, when he was about one and a half or so, uh, he'd had a lot of uh, ear infections, a lot of fevers. And so when you have those fevers that spike, you have those febrile seizures that show. Mm -hmm. So he was sitting on my lap, it was in the fall, and all of a sudden he started having a seizure out of, of, out of nowhere. And yeah. I mean, that was one of the, the scariest moments of my life. And uh, yeah. Thankfully, nothing, I mean, it turned out just fine. And he had another one, you know, several months later that thankfully yeah. just two. But yeah, health-wise, it's, it's one of the scariest things. Well, and to go back to the messed up thing I said about that earlier, it's like that feeling of helplessness. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, um, it, it, you know, that you just, you just reminded me because a couple of weeks ago, my youngest one, she was laughing about something. We were at the dinner table. She was laughing and then she started like, not laughing, kind of choking, Ooh. laughing, choking, but more choking. And then I'm just like, you know, what's going on? Can you breathe? Whatever. Well, her older sister has had this interesting reaction of like, she was laughing because she was scared mm -hmm. and I'm freaking out and we're not, you know, and everybody's kind of freaking out at this moment. And, and, you know, eventually, you know, we got her breathing under control and stuff like that. And she just said, you know, she had a, she had something in her throat going down the wrong way, but it's just like, uh, I can't, I can't do anything. 
right? Yeah. And it's it, it, that that health issue is, you know, you can try to protect them the best that you can, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, hang on for the ride, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it's scary. I mean, it no matter who you are. I, I work in the emergency department. I I see it all, and you'd think that because I see it all, it's just you know old hat for me. But anytime something goes wrong with my kids, I am the first one that is the most scared. <laughs> so, yeah. so because you know what can go wrong in, right. in my in my case. So yeah, it's just uh, it is scary. So so yeah, I think health is probably up there for us too uh, yeah. on the serious things. Yeah, for sure. Now here here's a, a question that I, I enjoy asking because it allows you, if you wish, to use your imagination. Uh, so I envision kind of like this mad scientist sort of guy with a you know lab coat in this dad laboratory, maybe a mm-hmm. dadratory. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, hokey. But he's putting together the perfect dad and kind of getting these elements and these uh, ingredients, putting together perfect dad, super dad. What are like the top three things about this dad, this super dad? What would he be like? What What are like the top three things about him that you would want to see? Um sense of humor good you gotta you gotta have it man life is too damn serious yes. um now i mean applied the wrong time <laughs> that certainly could be a problem but uh oh, oh sorry you, know, I, you I, cut I, your butt cheek <laughs> yeah, yeah. no really doc it's not as serious as you think you know and, and yeah uh i've tried to use humor really throughout my life um to to just kind of diffuse and, and maybe it's just a coping mechanism, but I think you really need to have a sense of humor as a, as a, to be a good dad. Um, humility. Um, I think there's that, that, that feeling that you don't know everything and you yes. can't control everything and you have to be willing to continue to learn. Um, and it's not as though like you don't know some things, obviously through experience or whatever, but I think being a dad changes every day. Um, because there's new issues that pop up every day and it's, it's, you know, that, that whole thing when you, when really, when you're young, you're like a new dad, it's like, okay, well, we'll read the books, right? What to expect when you're expecting or oh, whatever. Yes. And, and then the rest of it is just like, who the hell knows, man? Because, <laughs> you know, this is a very special moment in case and you just, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't look and, and understand that there are some other people that have some ideas. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're exactly like yours, but I think you can, you can, you can and should apply uh, because there's a lot of other people out there who are not, you know, through some similar things. Right. Um, and I, you know, I appreciate you guys' podcast because you're, you're looking at dadhood in, in a variety of ways um, and fashions. And even though, yeah, there's some commonalities, but there, there's a little tweak there over there at your house, which is different and at your yes. house, which is different. And we can all learn from that. And yes. and it, it takes a big person to say, you know what? Uh, I don't know. I don't have all the answers and it's okay to look. Yeah. Um, so I think being humble and, and having humility about, about this situation, this job, uh, you know, this existence is super crucial. But in the last one, I would say you would need to have good knees. Um, <laughs> my knees are shot. And I used to joke, you know, when I was like, man, being a dad, is a, it's a young man's game, man, because uh, I can't do a lot of things that I envisioned in my head, you know, like we'll be out playing all the time. Well, now, like my kids physically passed me a long time ago <laughs> and uh, you know and it's been so hard and i have the same thing with my own players like you know i coach guys that are 19 20 years old and they're just like this old man he can't do it like mark my words you're <laughs> gonna be there one day you know and, and it, it just it tears me apart when like my youngest one who is really getting into her sport and and she's she's good and she keeps wanting to keep getting better. She's like, come on, dad, let's go out and practice. I'm like, Oh, uh, <laughs> my, my knees are screaming at me. Like you are such an idiot. You know, why didn't you take care of yourself better? Uh, so, it, you know, it is kind of a joke, but at the same time, like the ability to just physically right. be a part of, of, of your kid's life. Um, 
is has been really something I wish I probably, you know, 20 years ago when I really should have taken care of my knees, um, I, I probably should have done. But, you know, um, but like in general, I would say, you know, just be available um, and, and help your, your kids out. But for me, boy, if I could just have better knees. Better knees. So, yeah. So so humor, humility and, and knees. And, and new knees. Yes. New knees. All right. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually uh, knees are knees are a good one. I've I've had a parachute failure actually, and because of that, I have knees that are um, well, they exist. Uh, right. <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 tough sometimes. So that's a good one. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So your last question: You're able to be the most accurate meteorologist out there. Um, you've got a forecast. Uh, what's your forecast for the summer? Any plans, trips? I know COVID kind of throws a wrench into everything, but more crafts. I think the craft work is, is going away for a while because, um, and, and right or wrong, like as the reopening is happening here in Illinois, um, you know, my daughter, my youngest, uh, club soccer team is getting ramped up again. Mm. So what does that mean? Um, you know, if it, if I was in my mid twenties, it would mean a wedding every weekend in the summers. Uh, now it means soccer tournaments. So here we go back with that. Let's lay the calendar out. Where are we going to be from Friday to Sunday? Uh, you know, setting all that up. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Like I love watching my kid play, and it's it's a good. Like we all go right, and and we're friends with the the other families and stuff like that. So it's like these really mini vacations and really exotic places like Peoria. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but you know, it's just like a traveling caravan of, of stuff. So that's going to take really the first half of summer already on the books. Um, we, my, my wife's family every year come hell or high water, unfortunately COVID killed it last year. They always spend a week together, all the cousins and stuff in, in Virginia. So we'll do that in July you know, other than that, like I'm, I'm truly hoping that I can just spend as much time as possible with my oldest one before she ships off to college, whether she wants it or not. That's, <laughs> you know, part, the old me or older version of me would have been like, no, you're getting a job, right? You're going to, you know, because that's what I had when I was, you know, in high school and going on to college, I'm going to work. Um, but the, the, this version of me is like, why would I ever want her to do that? Because, you know, that's going to be less opportunity that we're going to have that, um, right. you know, even though we're not going to, again, walk 10 miles a day and have these great whatever, I just want to be around with her for as long as I can until, you know, she she goes off to school and, and who knows what's going to happen after that. Um, but then the other thing is, and, and I, I kind of call myself now we're, we're in that Samus generation in that I, I being a dad, but I'm also a son. And right. so like my dad's health is, is not in a good way right now. So trying to figure out how to, he lives in North Carolina. So, you know, how am I going to get down there and, and be available for him too? So, um, and then I also think that in a lot of ways, it'll be a thank you to him um, for, I probably didn't recognize it when I was a kid and the things that my dad did for me, um, you know, we, you don't really think about that when you're, when you're that age, but now as a father, um, it, I want to get a chance to, to just be with him and, and really thank him for, um, laying that foundation for me as well. Um, which I probably cursed almost every other day. It felt like when I was, you know, younger, but right. he, you know, he did, he did it well. Um, and, and so that'll be my summer. Um, the, you know, my other job really kicks in on August 1st and then my teaching job will kick in again in the middle of August. And geez, I just lost summer. Now that I just said it that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> come on, COVID, come back. No, don't, no. don't do that. But if we just have the COVID schedule without actual COVID, I am I in. like that. I like it. Maybe I'm we can try it. to arrange that, you know. I'm buying it, yeah. Yeah. Man, well, Mark, it's been a pleasure being able to have you here on kind of the the doorstep of your weekend. Thanks for carving out time. Uh, My pleasure, guys. Yeah, just the fact that you were willing to 
hang out with two, you know, fifth graders trying to put together a podcast. You know, <laughs> we we greatly appreciate just your your wisdom, your humility, uh, just your your perspective on on daddyhood. Uh, we we greatly appreciate that. Our uh, it's pretty well known to most of our listeners, but our, our season one is actually barreling towards a close. Where mm-hmm. the last episode will be aired on on Father's Day, which would be kind of fun. Okay. And then season two will ramp up here uh, towards the end of August. Uh, so uh, when we get ready to to put together a list of guests and and people are going to be asking, we would love to have you on again sometime during season two. Uh, just sure. greatly, Absolutely. greatly appreciate uh, just your insight, Mark. Absolutely. Always happy to do so. And oddly enough, my birthday is June 19th, which is always right around Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's oh, kind yeah. of messed up. Yeah. 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 That's one day after my wife's birthday. So that's a good month to be Okay. Away, so right on. Ex- except for a guy, except for a dad, because it's always one present. Like, what, what's, you know, <laughs> I, I got to really separate these two. <laughs> yeah. Here's your, your all in one, all inclusive gift. That's right. Here yes. you go. Here's your tie. That's Enjoy it. that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, man. Well, any last words before we wrap up for today, Mark? No, it was, a, it was a pleasure, guys. Thank you. It was, a, it was truly an honor to, to be a part of it. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I've always enjoyed listening to you guys' stuff because uh, there's some really good insight out there. Absolutely. We, uh, our guests, including people like you, get to to provide the, the inspiration and the motivation. We're just instigators. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. So, thank you. So, yeah, have a great rest of your evening. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll catch you sometime later, Mark. All right, thanks. All right, yeah, take care, man. What a great interview with Mark Sakura. Man, it, it you know, it's almost I feel like this is, you know, you know, everyone you encounter is like, "Hey, you're my best friend. You're my best friend." You know, we keep on saying, "Man, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> this is one of my favorite episodes." You know, and truly this is one of them. I just I really enjoyed his matter of fact down-to-earth approach uh he, he very he talks about humility very humble uh and not pretentious doesn't you know uh you know puff himself up to be something he's not uh he definitely talks about his own you know uh, you know his shortcomings and yet uh i think maybe he doesn't even know it but he just gave us a whole ton of wisdom and knowledge in in one one interview what are your thoughts john yeah i mean i think it's hard um typically anyways to cut down episodes and make them fit and make it work. I don't know how you're going to cut anything out of his interview. Um, you know, by the time people hear this, it will likely have happened. Um, but just know that there is so much knowledge. We could probably make two episodes out of it yes. because he just brings so much to the table. You know what, you know what I'll do when I edit, I'll just cut out everything that you and I say, we'll just have it be the Mark Sikora show. <laughs> that sounds great to me. He, he's got it all there. He he hit that home run and then some. Yes, absolutely. One thing that we talked about that is, is really important, I think, to both you and I, John, is the power that we have with our words uh, yeah. for, for hurting or for healing. Uh, John, I want to offer you an opportunity here because there, there's something at stake here for you. There's an award if you if you are able to earn it. What is a moment within this last week where you were able to do something with the power of your words to to encourage, to heal, to lift up? What What's something you did with your words? Well, you know, it's actually something that was a daddy fail initially, okay. um, and it ended up being a daddy win. Um, and I actually messaged you about it. Uh, we had a situation where um, my stepdaughter loves slime. And she loves to make slime. She likes to make it in different ways. She um, she is like this mad scientist of slime. And I absolutely despise the stuff. It gets everywhere. It's messy. It's gross. It feels weird. Um, I just don't like slime. And part of slime, um, in many cases, is glue, specifically Elmer's mm. school glue. And so we got her a big tub of Elmer's school glue. Um I walked into the kids' room at one point this last week, and my son was sitting in a puddle of Elmer's school glue on the carpet. And I did not handle that well. I didn't. I um, hollered at my my 
eldest stepdaughter, I hollered at my son because I found out that he was the one who spilled it, even though he didn't know he spilled it. Um, it was just all around. It was a tear down the walls, bust through the doors, daddyhood moment. Um, but I was able to solve that also with words. And I was able to talk myself down and say, hey, daddy screwed up. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Accidents happen. Um, this is not your fault. It just is a thing. And so we went from two kids who are distraught over this glue on the carpet to two kids who are outside playing with daddy uh, within a matter of 10 minutes um, because I was able to one, talk myself down, which is huge mm, um, yes. because I do, that is something that I struggle with is, is my anger. So I was able to bring myself down and then I was able to say, Hey, daddy screwed up. It was an huge. accident. You need to not worry about that. And you need to just be a kid. And part of being a kid is accidents happen and we're going to clean this mess up. In fact, daddy's going to clean the mess up because it's just a thing and I shouldn't have lost my mind over it. And so um, I was really able to repair what I broke very rather quickly because of judicious word use. Dude. So you do, or you have earned an award big time. So it is let your voice be heard. This is one of those uh, screaming goats. So John, I hereby bequeath to you the screaming goat, the let your voice be heard award for bringing healing with your words. So nicely done, John. I, I definitely commend you on that. Yes. Thank you so much. You're you're quite welcome. You're going to thank all the little people, right? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. All right, <laughs> and it's just, it's it's amazing how how much power there is with with our words. So that that that's huge, and that it's really cool that that ties in with with our, our with our interview with Mark. So that's that's perfectly yeah. done. So very very cool, man. So Daddyhood rocks. So we we're on almost the last lap for season one. And, uh, you know, a lot of trial and error, a lot of learning for, for both of us on, you know, the te technical end of things for the, um, you know, how to edit things down well, um, as far as you know, sometimes we've had to do solo interviews, uh, things like that. Um, but man, what, what an awesome ride so far. And we only see things getting better. What is your dad forecast for this weekend? What you going to do? You know, the dad forecast got shifted a little bit for us uh, in, in a way, but uh, I think we're going to make the most of it and, and try and uh, just spend some intentional time with, with my stepdaughters um, who, who those, those are my girls, those are my heart. And so I am excited to spend just some extra time with them getting to um, talk about some tough stuff that happened this week at school um, and uh, some interesting conversations that they had at school. So being able to dig through that with my oldest stepdaughter is going to be good. And then talking about the exciting fact that kindergarten's coming up for my youngest stepdaughter awesome. and she can't wait. So that is my dad forecast. You have a fantastic dad forecast as well. You know, one thing, so people always remark, like when I post on social media in pictures of, of me putting my sons to work in the yard, uh, or doing things outside right now they are eager to work so i'm taking advantage of it so uh so i the, the fact that they're willing to get their hands dirty and, and you know putting together flower beds garden beds um helping me put up a, a fence in the backyard um they they're all for it and and then we'll reward ourselves with like a nice fire pit fire and things like that so tomorrow weather permitting it's supposed to rain i think uh, a couple things we're going to, I think, finish up uh, garden bed uh, number two of two and get that ready. And if if, we're, if we have time, uh, go ahead and plant some stuff, which we're super excited about. And then uh, there might be some uh, some grandma time uh, tomorrow, I think. So uh, coming from out of town. So we're going to see how that goes. But grandma time is always good. So, yeah. So, yeah, dad forecast is looking pretty good. So I have some you know free labor and then some. Uh, relational time with with grandma so good stuff awesome you can come put a fence up at my house next hey absolutely you're welcome i mean i'll, I'll have them come do that for you 
<laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, this, what a great, great episode. And we're so glad that you've been a part of hanging out with us and with Mark today. Uh, no matter how you listen to us, how you take us in, whether it's through through YouTube on BK Miller channel or whether it's through uh, through anywhere you find podcasts, uh, we're, we want to be everywhere because we're just, you know, that big and stuff. Uh, we, you know, we're at Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Find us there, uh, the that, the Daddy Hood Rocks podcast, and then anywhere for for the podcast platforms for Anchor, for Spotify, Pandora, uh, that sort of thing. We are here to encourage you, and we want to be accessible from as many different angles as possible. So join us, uh, follow us, comment, interact with us, because we we don't bite. We're pretty friendly for the most part. So. We love to to see who you are and see what your daddyhood stories are. So with that said, we love having you on with this uh, with us for this journey. So keep on hanging on for the wild ride as we finish up season one. And remember, as always, daddyhood rocks. <laughs>